What's happening team? Welcome to the Type 1 Movement Podcast where I'm going to be sharing with you my tips, tricks and stories to help you lead the healthiest life possible as a Type 1 diabetic. I'm your host, Type 1 Tom. Just a quick disclaimer, any advice that I give will not overpower your medical professional, so please consult with them first if you're thinking of making any changes. Yes, gang, what's happening? Welcome to another episode of the Type 1 Movement Podcast. I'm going to say straight out now, go and get a fucking pen and paper and get ready to take notes on this episode because I'm going to be giving you the four-step process to testing your insulin to carb ratio. This is the process that I use and the process that I get all my clients to use in our program as well. There is going to be a fucking ton of value in this. So do me a favor on the podcast app, leave me a rating and a review because it really does help me reach more type 1 diabetics and positively impact our community. This is testing your ratio at the end of the day. Not a lot of type 1s understand how to do this. So this is going to be super valuable. So I want you guys to take some fucking notes, share this, spread the word, tag any other type 1s. I really do appreciate that. Also, screenshot whatever device or platform you're listening to it on, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at type 1 underscore Tom. Right, I'm going to start with the very basics of what actually a carb ratio is so we know as type ones or most of us that when we eat carbs yes fats and proteins will well the majority of the time we'll need a small bolus i'm not going to cover that in this episode because you need to understand the basics first yeah so when we eat eat carbs it's converted into glucose and to get from in our bloodstream yeah to get from our bloodstream into all of our cells think of insulin like a key it's, it unlocks the cells and lets like the, the sugar from the blood, the glucose, into the cells to use as energy, right? Now, we need a certain amount. Everyone's different. This is our insulin sensitivity. We need a certain amount. If that key doesn't turn the lock enough, the glucose isn't going to go full, full, uh, through sort of that, that cell, if you like. It's not all fully going to go through, and it's going to stay in the bloodstream, causing us to get a high glucose level. If we turn that key too much, which is the insulin, the key, if we turn it too much, too much is going to rush in. There's not going to be enough sugar and glucose in our blood, so we're going to have a hypo. So we need to understand this. Understand this. This is really going to help here. And as type 1s, we need a certain amount of insulin to cover X amount of carbs. The easiest way to do this is to know how many units, how one unit, how many grams of carbs one unit covers for you. That's the easiest way. I want to just like caveat this and I'll recap. When we eat carbohydrates, sticking to carbs here, protein and fats do do it as well. But I want to stick to carbs. I want you guys to understand the basics. When we eat, digested, turned into glucose and insulin is like the key that unlocks it to get from our bloodstream into our cells. Unlock it too much and we're going to have a low. So too much insulin, going to have a low. Don't unlock it enough and the sugar, the glucose, isn't going to travel in. It's going to stay in the bloodstream, causing us to have high blood glucose levels, right? Guys on the live, if this is making sense so far, stick me a blue heart. I want a blue heart in the comments. Let's fucking go. Right, so now you understand that. And the reason that I've decided to do this is because so many type 1s do not know how to figure out their insulin to carb ratio. And this is a crucial part of having well-controlled blood glucose levels, right? I do want to say this, before you test your insulin to carb ratio, make sure your basal rate, if you're on a pump, 
or your background insulin, if you're on PENS, your long-lasting, make sure that's correct because that's the foundations. If you go testing your insulin to carb ratio, you get it right, and then you realize you need to make adjustments to your basal rate or your background insulin, chances are your insulin to carb ratio are then going to be needed to be tested again because they're probably going to change. They're probably going to change. So make sure that your basal rate, your background insulin, long last is dialed in before you start testing your insulin to carb ratio. I might even do a video on how to test that at some point. But today, I want to give you the four-step process that I use, that all my clients use, to testing your insulin to carb ratio. After the four steps, I'm going to give you different scenarios and how I will combat those scenarios, depending on the outcome of the test, right? Okay, let's fucking go. I'm super excited and stoked to deliver this to you guys. Right. Step number one. Step number one, where a lot of you type ones fuck up. I recommend eating a meal that's low in fat and protein because if it's a high-fat meal or a high-protein meal, it's going to prolong the digestive process of the breakdown of carbohydrates. Guys, on the live, I want another fire emoji, or if even better, stick me a pizza emoji in the comments. If you've ever eaten a high-fat meal like a pizza or a burger, you've stayed in range for two or three hours, and after that, you've started, your levels have started to go up. After those two or three hours, your levels have started to go up, right? This is the sort of slowing the digestive process. So we don't want that happening when we're figuring out our insulin to carb ratio. We want it to be straight in, boom, bang, see in a bit. Yeah, so we don't want that. So for this, I recommend like five grams of fat or under, 10 to 20 grams of protein, and kind of do as you wish with carbs. I like to keep them around 30 to 50 grams. That's just me. Yeah, so I like to have something like a sandwich, a wrap. Just make sure they are the golden rule, rule. Step number one, the meal that you're eating, five grams of fat or under, 10 to 20 grams of protein. Do as you wish with your carbohydrates. Yeah. Now, if you're struggling, a bit of a bonus tip for you guys. If you are struggling to know macronutrients, which are carbs, fats, and proteins, in the meal that you're eating, go and fucking download a food tracking app like MyFitnessPal and track it. That's going to give you the most accurate reading. Yeah, that's going to give you the most accurate reading. So now we've got our meal, right? We've got our meal. I've got me fucking wrapping, me chicken wrap. There's no, well, lighter than light mayo because we don't want, we don't want that fat content and that high pro protein content up. We've got a wrap. It's 30 grams of carbs, let's say, under five grams of fat, and it's about 15 grams of protein. Sweet, mega, perfect. Okay, step number two, what I would then do is I find it easiest to start at a 1 to 10 ratio, which means one unit of insulin per every 10 grams of carbohydrates. So if I've got this wrap that's 30 grams of carbs, I'm going to stick three units of insulin in, yeah? Now, this is why most DSNs and specialists say start with 1 to 10 because it's fucking easy. It's easy. But the caveat to this, the flip, is it may work, and it does work for me at lunchtime, not with breakfast, not with my evening meal. So you may find you actually need to test breakfast, lunch, and dinner because you probably are going to need, like myself and a lot of my clients, a lot of type ones, a different ratio, yeah? So I've got this meal. I've gone one to 10. Yeah, we're keeping it nice and simple. That's step number two. Yeah, that's step number two. It is going to need adjusting based on the outcome and different times of the day, so different meals. So step number two, yeah? I've gone one to 10. I've got 30 grams of carbs. I've stuck three units of insulin in. On to step number three. Step number three. Obviously, you should have tested your blood glucose levels before you started eating, before you started the test. And 
we want you to be in range. We don't want to be having to put corrections in or sort out a low or give corrections for a high. You want to be in range when you're doing this. So step number three is you've tested your blood glucose levels before eating. You've been in range. And then what we're going to do is we're going to test our blood glucose levels every hour up until four hours have passed. Because this is going to give you an indication of what's going on an hour after, two hours after, three hours after, and finally four hours after. I say four hours because depending with most people, rapid acting insulins, most of them have done their job within three to four hours. So let's be on the safe side. Let's test four hours after. Right, that's step number three. Step number four, after the three or four hours, if you're back around the level that you started, so if I was back around the level that I started, I know my ratio is one to ten. I know my ratio is 1 to 10. Cool. You don't need to be back bang on the money. Just making sure you're around that level. You're still in your target range, right? You're still in your target range. That's where we want to be. Sorry, just taking a sip of that monster there that I don't normally drink. That's where we want to be. Now, cool. But I hear type 1s asking all the time, like, what if that doesn't happen? It may not happen. So let's take this scenario. Let's take this scenario. Let's say at the end of the three or four hours, we're still, we're high, we're out of our target range. All right, cool, don't stress, that's, that's fine, that's giving us data. Your insulin to carb ratio is off, and I would personally, in that situation, take more. Next time I run the test, the next day or the day after, same meal, same time of the day, don't throw the fucking variables in it, and I give a little bit more, yeah? Let's say we drop low within the three or four hours of, of running this test. On the flip side, I've given too much insulin then. There's been too much there, it's unlocked that key too much that we spoke about at the start right? So they're the adjustments that I'd make after three or four hours based on the results of the test. So if we come back to around my target range, cool. I know the test that I did one to 10, just throwing these numbers out there, you're probably going to be different. One to 10 is right. If I'm testing after three or four hours, I've not come back into range, I'm high, I'm having to give a correction, then I didn't give enough insulin. My insulin to carb ratio wasn't enough. If I drop low within three or four hours, then I've given too much. So we need to go back and adjust and run the test the next day or the day after or wherever you can. Now, here's a little bonus tip for you guys. And this is a big one. Let us say that what happens is I eat, I give my 1 to 10. So I'm having my 30 grams of carbs. I'm having my chicken wrap, light and I'm fucking light mayonnaise. Yeah, I'm having my chicken wrap. And what happens is within the first, like, say, one to two hours, I get a big spike. I come out of my target range. But then I go back into it within three or four hours. Well, what about that? Because I've ended, I've ended the test. I've ended the test and I'm back in target range, but I've got that big spike out of range. And this is what I see a lot of you type 1 struggling with. This would indicate that your insulin to carb ratio is correct. I know my insulin to carb ratio is right, right? But this would mean that I would need a pre-bolus. This is where pre-bolusing comes into play. So that's bolusing. I like to start with five minutes and move from there. That's bolusing before you eat. So I would bolus five minutes before I have my chicken wrap. I would test. If I still spiked out a little bit and come back in, I would probably move it back to 10. I would test until I was, we're going to get some sort of small small rise. We just don't want to be going out of range, right? If that happened, I would keep moving it back. I like to stick with five minutes. Some of my clients are different. Some of you guys might be different on that pre-bolusing. But I would move it back until I spiked, but I stayed in my range, until I stayed in my range. But what happens if we drop low within the first one to two hours, we know our insulin to carb ratio is correct, yeah? Then that pre-bolus timing, you know, or you drop low before you're about to eat, that pre-bolus timing is too far back. That insulin's working before that food's being digested, which is unlocking that key again. It's letting all that glucose in that's already in your bloodstream before you've actually eaten. 
Yeah. So I'm going to recap these steps. Four step process that I use, that I get all my clients to use, that I teach on my program to testing your insulin to carb ratio. We'll say again, you don't want to be testing this until you are confident that your basal rate or your background insulin, long lasting insulin is correct. Step number one, eat a meal that's low in fat and low in protein. Five grams of fat or under, 10 to 20 grams of protein. Carbs, do what you wish. I like to keep it simple, 30 to 50 grams. Yeah. I'm going to start, step number two is I'm going to start at a one to 10 ratio because it's nice and fucking simple and easy to adjust from. But chances are your different meals of the day, different times of the day, you're probably going to need different ratios. Yeah, in fact, I'll fucking put money on you to probably need different ratios. Step number three, you've tested your blood glucose levels when you started. You're going to test every hour up to the four hour mark to see what's going on. Step number four, if after three or four hours, you're back in range, cool, you've nailed it. If you're high, it's not enough. If you drop low, it's too much. Yeah, and then the bonus tip about the pre-bolusing, if you're spiking out of your range, but you're coming back in without a correction, it's your pre-bolus timing that needs, that needs changing, that needs altering. Gang, that is it. Hopefully you got some value from this episode. Save it, share it. Want to spread the word of how simple it can actually be of figuring out an insulin to carb ratio. Yeah, and hopefully you took some fucking notes as well so you can go and try it out. Yeah, now I'll say this. If you got value, please leave me a rating and a review on the podcast app as it really does help me reach more type 1 diabetics and positively impact our community. Team, that is it. That is it. If you do this, you will, like I say, if your basal rate is correct, you're running these tests, you're, I can guarantee 100% that your blood glucose control will start to improve. It will start to improve. So don't just listen to this and think, oh, that's a nice, that's a nice process, Tom, a testing me insulin to carb ratio. Yeah, I'll do that fucking next year. No, go and take action now. There's something that I'm big on with clients in our course, in our training program, our coaching program. Like when you've watched a video, the training video, because we've got a full training video on this, testing insulin to carb ratio, bolusing around fats and proteins, split bolusing, your basal rate, managing around exercise. There's fucking loads of training. I'm super proud. It's basically my life's work, this. But I like to my clients, when you've watched your training video, go and fucking implement. And I'm saying this to you now. If you've watched this, you've listened to this, you've taken notes down, you've taken some value, go and implement. Go and implement. Don't just sit on it and think, that's good, I'll do that fucking next year. No, go and implement. Team, that's it. Thank you so, so much for listening. I truly do appreciate you guys. Until the next episode, have the fucking best day ever. Peace. <laughs>